Welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. We're two sisters on a mission to entertain and educate by learning from women who live a purpose-driven life. Be sure to subscribe and rate our podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. Today, we have Rachel Clark with us. She is on Full Bloom on HBO Max and Winter House on Bravo. But the most inspiring thing that she does is she has a floral design company called Dearest Rachel, where her flower installations have been at events for Nike, Chanel, Bravo, Amazon, Variety Magazine, 818 Tequila, the list really goes on. Um, (laughs) Rachel, how are you? Hi, it's always so crazy to like hear back, like when people talk about my clients, I'm like, oh my God, those are mine. (laughs) Yeah, really, really big, important people. Yeah, that made me excited hearing that. I was like, go Rachel. It's like pinch me moments. It's like very, it's like good to remind yourself too. Cause sometimes it's just like you get, I get so wrapped up in it and I'm like, oh my God, wait, I'm living a dream. (laughs) What does it look like for you? Because it's like wedding season and then you have events and installations and parties year round. How do you like save time for yourself too? It's like, so it's so hard to do that. I think the biggest goal for me personally and professionally is just to like have both my lives like seamlessly collide in the way that I neither one gets neglected in the past 1000% my personal life has definitely fallen second. Um, But it's all about balance and like moving forward, it's just trying to find the right balance and also like saying no to things, especially to like protect my mental health and like, you know, just to like live my life as well. So it's always, it's always a struggle, I'll say. Wait, what's one thing that you kind of have a really strong boundary with at this point that you're like, you know, I'm going to pass. Like, is it unpaid work? Like what's something that you've realized is like, I can't do that anymore. It's the definitely like the multiple events in one day. Like I totally love to work with clients and, you know, with with budgets, you know, weddings, events, it doesn't matter what it is. As long as like, I like you, I like your mission. I love the inspiration. Like I'll work with you on tight budgets and, you know, like not to say I won't necessarily do things for free, but if it, if I enjoy it and I love it and it serves a better purpose, like 1000%, like I, I will work with you on it. And, but I will say no if you're mean (laughs) you're like you know like if you're taking advantage of me or you're you just have like you you're not flexible because I'm willing to be flexible and work with you Mm -hmm. and my clients I kind of treat it as you know it's a transaction it but also like not only do I have to be a good fit for you and you're and like your aesthetic and the job but also like I want to make sure that I like you're good for me as well for my client and my work I want to be proud of everything that I do and sometimes you know like people are rude they're mean and they don't appreciate your time especially and I don't I personally don't have time for that anymore (laughs) well you're an artist too it's not just a bouquet of flowers or a flower wall like your pieces are absolutely stunning so everyone needs to go to your Instagram and look at them but yeah I I agree it's like yeah at work when I have like mean people or like at Girl Powerful when we have like mean like directors or something I'm like no thanks not worth it (laughs) well that's like our chance Candace Cameron, this PR agent was on here last week and she said she only onboards people. They have a no a-hole policy at their PR firm because it's like not, everyone's like so working on themselves. So you don't need other people's garbage like sticking to you. And like you said, it's energy in an exchange. Like, no thanks. 
at the end of the day, like I am totally like I wear a million hats, like I manage a million people, like I I get it and things go wrong. And like, you know, you get like frustrated and stuff and like, just keep it real. And just, you know, at the end of the day, if like you pop off, just be like, listen, I'm sorry. Like I was under a lot of stress and normal. I'm like, say less, don't worry about it. I got it. Like we all have those moments, but in the moment, sometimes when people are like taking out their frustrations on you, I'm like, I, it's not, that's not my problem. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but yeah, anyway. I like that though. Like it, acknowledging that some people are just, we're all just people and things do get stressful. And if someone does have the guts to apologize, take it and move on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm over- business. yeah, I'm already over it and I, I get it. So, and I've definitely like lost my temper back in the day and it's a learning experience. You're like you can't treat people badly you know or take your frustrations out it's a relationship (laughs) you know yeah how did you get into floral design like what draws you to flowers um everything but (laughs) I always say flowers found me in a time that I needed it the most it was such a serendipitous experience I came from a visual design background I studied design I worked for Nordstrom for a very long time and that was my dream job actually like so i last semester of college, I dropped out. I just went for it. And I was like, this is my dream. Like, uh, this is what I'm going to school to do or for. And this is my time. And I think a lot of my inspiration from my work now comes from visual design and merchandising and everything that I've done. And, you know, I worked my way up through the corporate ladder on that end. I worked for a really big photo studio in New York City. And that part of my life, like it was completely draining working for an agency. Like I was working on contracts and every sponsorships for really major like hairstylists, makeup stylists, set designers. And it was a really cool world to be a part of, but it was also very creatively, creatively, I don't know, that's a word, creatively (laughs) removed. Like I was dealing with creative people, but I didn't myself get to be creative and it was soul sucking. And I was like, it was such a slow decay of life. And I was like, what am I, what am I doing? Like, this isn't what I want to do, even though I'm like moving up in the world, you know, in terms of like titles, monetary, whatever, but like, that didn't matter to me. I wanted to find something that I personally like resonated with, I felt fulfilled with, happy to go to work every day. So one day I just came into the agency. I was like, I'm done. I quit. And <laughs> I love that. That was like, honestly, people were like, wow, that's so like cool that you did that. I was like, no, it's actually terrifying. And I don't recommend it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's awesome. Yeah. It's like, like, wow, you're so brave. I was like, no, I think actually think it's chaotic and reckless. You but had no plan. You had no okay. plan. No plan. And, you know, like at that time, I was like mid 20s, maybe, and still learning to, like, I don't know, save money, be responsible, you know, (laughs) no, no plan. But I just knew that I hated coming to work every day. And this is not like the world that I want to be trapped in. Very grateful for that experience because very full circle that I'm sure we'll get into later, but it just wasn't for me. So I did a lot of soul searching. I call them my lost years where I like started working for restaurants. I was like, you know, a barista. I worked at like clothing stores and it was a really humbling time. Um, But yeah, one day I was coming back to New York. I was visiting like an ex-boyfriend somewhere. It doesn't matter now, but I was coming back and a friend was like, hey, do you need a job? I was like, yes. 
like tell me more please yes please (laughs) it pays cash like blah blah I was like oh my god this is amazing like literally keep going and little did I know it was working in this flower shop in Chelsea in the city and honestly like from day one and ever since that day x amount of years ago like it it just felt so right like everything I've ever loved about any single job even like jobs I had in high school like it just all clicked and I truly do feel it's like the love of my life and it was the most happy thing I could have found because during that time too like I lost my dad I lost my brother and like it was just like my life was nothing about it was certain but this one thing that I found gave me a sense of like hope and purpose and like love (laughs) yeah do you think that being in the concrete jungle in New York City that having your hands on something alive and like nature filled like a flower has anything to do with how it feel makes you feel grounded and alive and hopeful like you said I do think it brings definitely like the warmth to my life because Mm -hmm. New York is crazy. Like you said, it's it's a concrete jungle and it's so busy and there's always something happening. But the times that I get to design, even though it's like we have a million things to do, it's still just like one with the flowers, you know, like it's even if I'm working a million speeds or I'm like watching my assistants or managing an event, like it's still like time stands still in a way because this is what only, this is what matters right now. And it's peaceful in a way, (laughs) as peaceful as the event industry can be. Yeah. You have to be present though. Otherwise your design's not going to flow and make sense probably. Yeah. Do you ever pause and like take a deep breath or do you have any rituals before you need to like get your team together to actually execute something pretty big. So I will tell you that I never sleep well before a big event. No, (laughs) I can imagine. The nerd, like even though I've been doing so many different events and installations, like even if you do the exact same thing and replicate it, like something will be different. Like, you know, the location's different, the team's different, like whatever, but something always goes wrong. So like I'm up (laughs) throughout the night and early morning, just like worrying basically. And just like I guess in terms of ritual I do try to go into it like very calm like again like I've been doing this for a a decent amount of time now so if problems happen like I know how to handle them or brainstorm to fix it but I think like my favorite time during an installation is the moments when you are just about to finish because like you're in the zone right and then all of a sudden you take a step back to like start cleaning up or whatever and you just like step back and you're like oh my god this is what we created and it's such like an amazing feeling because like again you're like so hyper focused on whatever you're doing or I'm like you know running around the venue that finally like those quiet moments right before you finish you're like oh my god look (laughs) and I always (laughs) my assistant's Oh, I always ask my assistants, I'm like, are you having fun? Do you like what you made? Or I'm like, even if we don't necessarily like the, what we create, I'm like, did we do it to the best ability that we could have? Like, are you proud of what you did? And to me, that's always important. Like I want, I want everyone to have a good time. What would I work with while we work together? Always. We know what it's like to like, we, like a lot of times would do like mentorship events with the girls that we'd pair with like refinery 29 or you know like a really cool organization to do a mentorship party and I mean I I I just hear you because and feel like the same like Teddy and I'd be like it's so stressful to put it on and to coordinate even though it's like for a good cause and for everything and then it's like perspective it's like I want to spend these three hours with the girls and make it a great experience yeah instead of being like nervous that someone's going to say something weird or you know all this other stuff 
I don't like to have that. I've, I've worked with people like that. I've obviously worked in a corporate setting where you're like, you feel like you're walking on eggshells, you know, like yeah. you, you don't want to, or like you're worried that your boss might yell at you or go like whatever pop off. And I've been in that situation and, you know, things go wrong and I express maybe disappointment <laughs> because something, <laughs> but at the end of the day, I'm like, we gotta keep it moving. And like, I don't know, like I, I always just try to have fun and make sure like everyone, like we're doing what we love. So I don't want it to be like a stressful situation unnecessarily, you know? Yeah. I well, just, something really funny just came to mind. I have to share because I okay. think I like it. <laughs> we were doing a mentorship event, but it was like with first into third graders and oh. stylist came in like so unaware of who she was talking to this influencer girl and she was telling the girls that they should wear crop tops with a blazer <laughs> and we're like no no like these girls are like six they're not wearing crop tops or blazers yeah. <laughs> and Tay and I were so stressed we're like how do we get her to stop talking because like the parents are listening you know and you're like girl yeah. powerful get your crop tops and blazers out girls yeah. <laughs> they're oh, like learning God. how to read yeah, or, like, or even like a detour but or even to like talk about floral design we used to do a lot of like head crowns and stuff at the beach yeah. and even handing out a bunch of scissors sometimes to like the, a group of kids that have never really used scissors was kind of scary yeah, yeah. To, like reel it in and be like give me all the scissors I'll cut them I'll yeah, cut them yeah. you know what I mean I need, a, I need a count we gave away how many I need them all back now <laughs> seriously <laughs> literally like okay we're gonna check these out and we know who has them yeah so, sure. well at, yesterday right, was a sidebar yeah Sonia yesterday <laughs> was Valentine's Day and I got a you know two dozen roses pretty pretty basic but beautiful how do I make them last like do you use the packet or is that like just toxic or like how do you make something last as long as possible to enjoy them so flowers obviously have a shelf life. Different flowers last longer than others. Roses are quite, you know, hardy and they should last you for a week or more or so, depending on, you know, where you store them. So I would recommend not putting them in direct sunlight. Mm -hmm. You know, flower, everyone's like, oh my God, flowers love sun. I'm like, yeah, if they were still growing. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, on their way out. Yeah. I'm like, they're already like their lifespan is already at the end. You've chopped, like we cut them, we chop them, we process them. So I always recommend putting them in a cooler place in your apartment, not in direct sunlight, definitely change the water, keep the water cool, cut the ends off every other day or so change the water, if not daily, every other day. Mm -hmm. And honestly, there's is one tip that I like told my assistant yesterday, actually, that if you so a rose technically has like leaves all down the stems and if you we call it processing or stripping the rose if you strip all the leaves off the rose will die faster mm -hmm. because think of it as like the stem is you know drinking up water and the first thing that the water hits are the leaves so the leaves will die first and then it, the water will go up to the head of the rose so if you remove the leaves the water hits straight up to the head of the rose and it'll die faster so it's actually better to oh. keep the leaves on. <laughs> yeah. I like the leaves, honestly. It it I don't mind them. <laughs> but it's like I hate the leaves. Oh no, it really depends on the leaf on, on the, the vibe. It, yeah. And sometimes some leaves are ugly. So I'm like, this one doesn't totally. this one needs to go. Yeah, leaves. <laughs> Do you have a favorite flower right now or is something trending that everyone wants to have? 
I'm obsessed with sweet peas. Um, if you don't know what they are, you can take a gander on my neck. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, no, beautiful. They're really delicate and like the name, they smell sweet and they're just so delicate and have so much attitude. And I feel like it creates like a whimsical, it creates movement within the arrangement. And like, that's what I'm all about. Like I like each flower to have their moment to shine and like just have your eye, like be able to move around the arrangement. But mm -hmm. also low key, I love red roses for Valentine's day. So I'm not yeah. hating that. If I had a man, I'd be like, get me that. <laughs> yeah. Get me that. <laughs> Sweet peas well, represent kind-heartedness. What? Sweet peas represent kind-heartedness. Really? Because it's, yeah, and it's enchanting fragrance makes life more beautiful. I didn't even know that, but I love like that. that. That encompasses you. Oh. Just, <laughs> just from our conversation, I do. Mm -hmm. You, I love that. Okay, well, that's proving why they're my favorite flower more. <laughs> yeah. So you are. So you're on Winter House. Mm -hmm. Bravo. How was that? <laughs> it was wild. Like I, it's definitely one of those moments where I'm like, did that really happen? I'm like, of course it happened. It's immortalized on TV forever. <laughs> um, it was it was such a impulsive decision and something like I don't regret at all. I think it was character building <laughs> and yeah. it was honestly just so much fun. Like when uh, when other than that time would I have been able to do that? You know. Right. So for two weeks you were in the house in Vermont, right? Yes. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand how you, everyone can wake up and party every day. No, I'm too old for that. I'm also too old for that I thought <laughs> and you know like I I get really hung over now like I'll have a couple drinks or whatever even wine and I'll be like dead in bed for a full day yeah. but for some reason I think maybe like the cold or something like I don't know I wasn't hung over once and I I hung out I tried to I stayed up way past my normal bedtime and <laughs> I you're I pushing yourself yeah, I like I said, I was pushing myself out of my comfort zone because I'm very much a creature of habit just to like, you know, keep sanity in my life in any way I can. But I really liked switching up my life. And I don't know, I wasn't hungover once. I'm still like, I'm still a little confused and jarred that I wasn't. <laughs> Maybe it's well, because you're a cameraman there yeah. all the time. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I would be like, okay, I'm up. I did drink a lot of Red Bull though, so <laughs> I, I hadn't discovered Celsius yet, but I was like, I drank Red Bull at like any hour of the day, even if it was like eight in the morning. Like I just, I needed it. <laughs> I just have like a 36 hour rule. Like I could never be around the same group of people longer than a couple days. Like it just, it just, everything irks me and I'm pretty chill, but I just know myself at this point, I'm 36, that mm -hmm. it's like, no one can stay in my house that long. And I don't want to be in anyone else's house that long. So two weeks, I don't know. I would have been, I would have maybe had to check myself out and be like, I got to go. You have to do any like journaling or anything to like get it because it's highly emotional. I thought this season. It was really emotional. And like people, you know, some feedback like towards the end before, like, oh my God, she like, overreact or whatever I did and I was just like listen do you understand like I was beaten down I was weak I was fragile I yeah. was like could have said anything to me and I would have cried and I don't cry about anything <laughs> and to that point like I do I I am like an introverted socialite so like I love to go out I love to hang out with people and stuff but like I also need my alone time to like regenerate and it was hard to it was hard to do that because 
I wanted to take time maybe to like sit in my room, play on my phone. I don't know, watch TV or whatever, but I I couldn't necessarily, it's not that I couldn't do that, but I also was there to like make friends and hang out with people and do things. And I was like, all right, you got, you can do this for two weeks, you know, like you, after this, you can go home and hang out with your cat in your room and like have alone time. I'm like, but I'm like, I wanted, I wanted to hang out. So I did like sacrifice some maybe like quiet time, but I, in return, I had, a, I had a blast. You're good. Yeah. You're good. <laughs> yeah. You really only get that experience once. Exactly. Unless you're going back. Are you going back for the next season? Who's to say? We'll just have to, <laughs> to say. We had Sierra on here about a year ago and we asked her this question and it just kind of popped up. But who do you feel out of the cast is like the most trustworthy, like unique person, like that's not unique, authentic? Like who who's actually being themselves on camera? Um, I feel like honestly, like I loved Paige, Amanda, and Sierra. I, I, there's my cat. Uh, <laughs> I get along with everybody. I feel like, and I, I like to think I'm pretty genuine and forthcoming with everyone. So in return, people are, you know, the same. Like mm-hmm. I'm really sweet and nice. So like, why would you be me? <laughs> or like, why wouldn't you yeah. be that? But right off the bat, I mean, I just thought they, they were real. They're genuine, and they like they know what's up, and they been friends and doing this for so long so I felt like I could confide in them and ask them like you know like give me the rundown what to expect Mm -hmm. or like how to what to do or how to feel about something and they're always so sweet and kind yeah Yeah. good (laughs) I know I remember she said Amanda first she was like Amanda yeah Amanda who pulled you into the group isn't that who pulled you in yeah, I did Amanda and Kyle's wedding. And ever since then, obviously, I was a part of one of the biggest like moments in their relationship to date. Um, so yeah, I will always have that bond with them and like a sense of like comfort, you know? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I was so glad you're so relatable, like on the show, but it's just who you are. But whenever you did have that, you know, that like throwaway comment from Jess on the show that you mm-hmm. did get to, you stood up for yourself. And it wasn't easy for you to do. So no. did you really get that confidence to say something, especially in front of everybody at dinner? It took some liquid courage. <laughs> a lie. Like, no. I'm not a confrontational person. Like I'm very straightforward and honest, but like, I don't like to make a big deal about things. And honestly, if I wasn't trapped in a house with these people, First of all, I would never probably be on vacation with like a 24 year old girl that I never met, but like, that's besides the point Um, (laughs) to the degree though, like in normal day, like in normal times, like if I met a girl at a bar and she said that to me, I'd be like, disregard, disengage, don't care. But the fact that I was living in the house with her and constantly like seeing her, I was just like, the thing is, I, I don't think she meant it the way that it came across on TV as well as to me, to my face. But the thing is like, she, I I was just trying to teach her or create awareness. I'm like, what you say and what you meant, what you said and what you meant are two different things. And you need to like, mm-hmm. you need to check yourself. And, and the thing is like, that was a re- repetitive thing throughout our time there that she just like, wasn't aware. So for me, I was like, oh, I'm like, the last straw kind of because she like offended so many people I'm like if you if you are mean to me I'm like and I'm like if you're coming for me I'm like there's a bigger problem I'm like Mm -hmm. if it comes to the point where I have to speak to you and say something I'm like everyone's had it and now I was like oh it's it's time like I have to say something because 
of all people, I'm like, you're like disrespecting me when I've been kind to you and sympathetic. So I think I just kind of was like, I need to do it because no one else is going to. And this is what she said to me and what it kind of triggered was, was bigger than just a, a, a mean comment. You know, I was like, you need to understand like what you said was wrong and it hurt my feelings, you know? We talk about it all the time where so many people are unaware of like throwaway comments where they think they can just say anything and it doesn't affect the person receiving the message. Or even they say it and then they like kind of like giggle because they know they're trying to like save their butt, you know, they're like, ah! and, but then they, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, you're like, oh no, what did I just do? I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's good though, that you like said something back because Teddy brought up a good point because the other day my boss said something really like unprofessional to me. Mm-hmm. And in the moment I should have said something, but like the whole room went silent. And I think it is like a power thing. And just like, this guy is like, so like, you know, maybe on the spectrum and unaware of like yeah. what he can say, you know, to touch. Touch. not only to women, but just to people in general, like you can't say that. And mm-hmm. I should have been like, actually, no, but I didn't based on just like, I guess I was, didn't feel confident enough to stand up to him or I thought there'd be like a repercussion. Sometimes it's hard to do that right in the moment though, because it catches you off guard. And, you know, like how many times have we been like, oh, I wish I said this and that in the moment, but you're not like, you're not prepared for like, like you weren't prepared for that. I was kind of shocked. I was like, what in the world in my head? And then my coworkers looked at me like, you know, yeah why did you say that and I was just like I have no idea even like why would you say that (laughs) yeah exactly and that's like the only reaction that you have and I have been I'm I I have a temper I I'm like definitely like very quick tongued or whatever and and very articulate so for me I've learned in order to not like maybe like come across a different way is to like process and then react because if you if I reacted right off the bat, how I wanted to, that would have been a whole different conversation, which probably would have been more entertaining, but, <laughs> but to yeah. the same degree, I tried to stay authentic to myself and not yeah, play or like lean into something just for more screen time or like whatever. Like I still, right. there's a fine line of being who you are and still like, you know, like addressing things that need to happen. Do you think that when she, apologize to you it was real or did you feel like she was like backed into a corner was like this is I better save my butt here you know I think she felt bad that she hurt my feelings but I still don't think she completely grasped the like the bigger picture of it you know like she's not a mean person of course she doesn't want to make anyone upset or cry like that's I don't think that was ever her intention she's not a bad person she's just aloof I think like just a little narcissistic little hot body little baby yeah, and that's just something that like only time will will put her in her place, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, beyond her or the show, it's like in life, do you have any tips for when people do hurt your feelings? And like, is it, do you take it home and process it and then like reach out via text and say, I want to meet with you? Or do you just let it roll off your back? Like, how can people like get the guts to you know, show up for themselves and speak their truth when their feelings truly are hurt. So what I just said again is like process it, process and then react. Because sometimes, you know, like, like we were talking about, you don't know what's the right, you don't even know what you're feeling maybe, but you do know you're upset. And that's, 
of course valid but I think taking the time and sorting through why you feel the way you feel and also maybe like why that person said something and understand maybe like they didn't mean to but that's not the point the fact is they still hurt your feelings and I think it's okay to take time and process that not not like a long time you know like a, a, a good time just for yourself and Honestly, like I've learned if I had to confront somebody never to be like, you did this, you said this, like, cause then again, you're attacking them when maybe they didn't even mean to come across that way. So generally I try to be like this, just state the facts. Like you said, like this was said, this happened. And this is what, this is how it made me feel. And then see what they say, you know, like I try not to like use like point fingers or anything like that. I'm just like, well, this is how I feel. And then and this is what happened. Like, what's, what's the disconnect? Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm feeling my feelings are wrong. Or tell me that these facts didn't happen. Like, someone can't really fight you on that. So I just try to come to when I do speak to somebody, I just try to come across as like, I'm upset, my feelings are hurt. And I'm like, willing to hear you out. And from there, it's kind of like, here you go. Now yeah. what If they continue yeah. to feel it badly, then depending on the scenario, maybe they're just not meant, you guys just aren't meant to like interact. I don't know. I like what you said too, is like real, like ask yourself, like, why did that hurt my feelings? So maybe there's some more healing you need to do and like work on yourself as well. So you don't go through life and let people take your power away through these stupid conversations, you know, like not that feelings aren't valid, but just like sometimes if it's like a repeat thing, it's like, why does this keep bothering me? Cause like yeah. Sonia's thing, her boss was, said something about you didn't have a dad and we didn't. So it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Better you than me. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like, why would a boss even say that? That's, oh, I, know. I, I mean, like not to, to their face, but I'd probably be like, who hurt you? <laughs> why are you saying that? Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's like that. It's like a mirror, right? It's like, that's a you problem. And then it just, like, you do have to also consider, like, is it worth saying something? Like, is it really worth it? Like, and then maybe, you know, like, if it is, then, you know, maybe talk about it or think about it like I talked about. But if it's not like a one-off comment and you're never going to see this person again, then, you know, like, it's not worth it to tell them how you feel because they don't clearly care about you and you shouldn't care about them and what they have to say that's true <laughs> I feel like if there is mutual respect you know you're not friends with people or family members that are constantly hurting you so it's like okay we just don't really need to be around each other you yeah. know yeah, yeah. you're not healthy bad. you're just a crappy person basically and <laughs> I'm all set <laughs> how do you bring that into work with dearest Rachel when you're managing people on a team um so, a lot of personalities right yeah so yeah. I think my biggest strength as a boss or a leader has been to you know figure out like what people's strengths are maybe like identify their weaknesses or like how they like to work and I honestly modify my way of leading to cater towards my assistants because 
at the end of the day, like, I know that I know a certain way I like to do things, but I'm also like, I'm open to hearing like how you guys want to work and what works best for you. I'm just, I'm here to do the job as fast and efficiently as possible and have a good time. So however that works for you works for me. Um, there's been scenarios obviously with people where things have gone wrong, maybe situations weren't handled correctly. And for me, it's a learning experience on how to handle people's personalities and like kind of diffuse a situation. Um, but I'm so lucky that I work with, I have so many amazing, like pretty much an all girl team that I work with and they just, they love to work with me. I love to work with them. I take care of them. And I really can't remember too many situations where, something bad has happened but if and when it did happen I would just be like hey you know like maybe this broke and I just be like that was a couple hundred x dollar loss I was like I I know things happen things go wrong but just be more mindful and because at the end of the day like it's my problem and if any accidents happen like it's my responsibility so I just try to shed light on you know like not ideal don't let it happen again you know yeah I don't take things very personally ever so I think that's why I'm able to like disconnect and just realize that like things go wrong and maybe we won't work together in the future but let's just that's that is what it is you sound like a pretty good leader to me I try want to get the job done and you want to have fun and you want to be efficient and you want your clients to be happy and yeah what you're doing because look at your <laughs> yeah, science, you know and your beautiful art and installations yeah like at the end of the day I'm like I'm doing something right I'm still figuring <laughs> yeah. out what all those things are you but are. <laughs> that's awesome all right Rachel so the last question we ask all of our guests is what makes you feel the most alive oh my god why is that like such a simple question yeah I'm like what why do I how do I feel alive um I mean flowers my job it's my passion it's the biggest thing significant thing that's ever happened to me and being a part of it is honestly gives me purpose every day and it's been my lifelong goal honestly ever since I could remember just to balance love passion and my career and to find something that is all of those things in one thing like it's a hobby it's also you know my what I, how I'm able to survive in New York and and everything and I'm I'm blessed and it's flowers <laughs> I love that yeah awesome. what's what's coming up for you the remainder of the year and where can people find you you can find me on Instagram my personal account which is mostly my face with flowers <laughs> <It's weird. laughs> Dearest period Rachel, but if you don't want to see my face, my business account, dearest Rachel NYC, is just flowers. So in case you don't want to see my face or my cat, go there. Uh, <laughs> the rest of the year, so events, you know, it, they come up and go. And I, honestly, I only look at month ahead at times with events. But I'm teaching um, flower classes for the New York Flower School all of March. Um, so if you head over to my Instagram or the Flower School of New York, you can sign up there, get a chance to learn some things from me, sip some wine, and also talk to me because I'll just be wandering around and checking out <laughs> your work. And I feel like that'll be a fun time if anyone wants to sign up in New York. And other than that, you can catch my work. Maybe you'll maybe you'll walk through an event of mine in the city. <laughs> Who knows? Um, mm -hmm. Or else follow follow the journey on Instagram. <laughs> I love it. I wish we were in New York. We could get lunch. 
Uh, <laughs> I want to go to her class. Yeah, and go to your class. Maybe awesome. one day, Rachel. Yeah, thank well, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Of course, you guys. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. Thanks to our guest. For more information on her, see the show notes. Please hit subscribe if you have not already. That way, a new episode is delivered directly to your feed every week.